Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. And here we interview your favorite actors from film and television and so many other places. And we have a very special guest today. We are talking about a brand new film, Heart of Champions. And there is an amazing cast in this film. This is like, I think, one of the best films. I mean, there's been a lot of content coming out this year, but this has to be uh, one of the best, in my opinion. And we are chatting uh, with David Elliott, David James Elliott, about the film and all of these amazing things. David, welcome into the show. It's great to have you. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. Nice to be here. Yes. Well, you are in this film with, I mean, you are fantastic, of course, but then the cast that you're with is fantastic as well. Let's talk about the project and how you became involved with it and what your hope is for folks when they have the privilege of watching it. Uh, well, I, you know what, uh, first I got the script, I got, uh, an offer came in, read the script. Uh, I thought the script was great. And, uh, and Michael Shannon was in it and I, I leapt at the chance to, to be in a movie with Michael. I've long been a fan. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, and I said, Hey, listen, I'll leave tomorrow. You know, I'll come in early just to hang out. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Great cast. Um, you know, Michael, Alexander Ludwig, uh, and an old friend, um, Michael Mailer, directed the picture. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just a, it was a terrific bunch of guys. It's a, it's a film about collegiate rowing um, and, uh, and life lessons. And, I, I, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great, it was a really good story and uh, with a bunch of great players. So why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? Yeah, and I tell you, right now, we are just in this time, it seems, where content is just available in so many different places, and there's a lot of things to watch, but I think for me, what it comes down to as a consumer is, is it good? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can put out anything, any time of the day, any time of the week, but this project is spectacular, and... I think, you know, when people get a chance to see it, if they haven't already, are just going to be really pleased with it. I mean, did you get this all wrapped and in the can prior to the pandemic, during the pandemic? Yeah, just just prior to the pandemic. Um, by probably a month, we got that done because I went from that to another movie, uh, Lansky, and uh, right at the end of that, the pandemic hit. But same same producers. Um. So, yeah, we were able to shoot this uh, before, you know, this the new normal, uh, you know, lifted <laughs> itself on us, uh, which was which was uh, nice. You know, uh, we were able to put the money in the picture and not so much in all the other, you know, things that come along with this uh, pandemic testing. And yeah, God, you know, uh, um, 
masks and, and all the other madness and, and a whole other wing of people that you now need to employ on a film. Uh, but, and I agree with you about content too. Yeah, there's a lot of avenues for content, but not all the content is good. But I, I think this is a really terrific picture. It's a great story um, with a great cast. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about Lansky because we had David Kate on for that, for uh, Lansky. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And, and then it, it, I think I cut out of this mostly, though, sadly. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, more, but uh, I think uh, you know David is resting on an editing room floor somewhere in uh, on this one. But uh, that's <laughs> yeah, we David and I are good friends now. Um, probably lifelong pals. I talk to him almost every day, and uh, and I met him on this picture. You know, um, yeah, Lansky was was uh, was another great film, man, and it, it has done gangbusters. And what a terrific opportunity! I work with Mike Shannon. And then I go work with Harvey Keitel. Uh, right after that, uh, I got Heels. Um, and I played Alexander Ludwig's father in Heart of Champions. I play his father in Heels, too. It's my new career, playing uh, Zen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, <does. laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because, I mean, you've been a part. I like it that you're at least you're like, you know what? I'm playing fathers now. This is kind yes. of my, it's not typecasting, but it's kind of like, hey, David, you look like a dad. So let's get you in okay. there and, and play yeah, a father. Yeah. As long as the dad role is interesting, I'm in, you know, as long as, <laughs> as, long as there's an arc and the, and the character is interesting. Recently, I've been playing somewhat abusive fathers, um, <laughs> which is a nice departure from playing heroes and good guys for, for most of my early career, you know. Uh, and right now, I'm working on a movie. I'm in South Carolina shooting a movie with, with uh, Paul Bettany. Um, so, now, you know what? The, I'm living my dream, man. I'm working with all my favorite uh, players right now. Um, so, thrilled, man. Thrilled. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, when I found out we had an opportunity to speak with you, I jumped on it immediately because, I mean, I still am, but for a long time was a fan of, of JAG and NCIS and all of these projects that you've been a part of. You've been an actor for a very long time. and hundred years. How many? A hundred. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> that you say that. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day and I just kind of said, you know, for a very long time, he's like, easy now, come on, let's, yeah. this interview was going really good, but let's yeah. not, let's not put me on the scene that long. I'd be 90 years old. <laughs> um, well, Harmon Rab, of course, you know, and then Commander Rab and, and, and all of these things that I think most people will recognize you from, but let's talk about your actor's journey. When this all started for you, what was it that, gave you the bug to want to be an actor what was the interest um you know I mean, going I, all the way back to police academy too i completely forgot about that so academy three yes uh, yeah i went to theater school i was i did a lot of theater i i uh you know we uh, i had no idea what i wanted to do and i was at a crossroads i tried rock and roll i found it uh disconcerting to have to rely on uh other people to be a part of my dream you know um so i i, I quit school to make go of a band uh the band failed i left and uh and we were reading um king lear in uh 
in school, I went back to school. We were reading King Lear and the teacher said, you should be an actor. And I thought, okay, let me try that one. And I went to theater school. I wound up doing, you know, I fell in love with it, man. It was, uh, it spoke to me. I'd always, you know, I'm a writer. I still write and, and I do a lot of things. I play music, but, uh, but this was uh, just something that uh, I found spoke to me on every level. And so, you know, and I've been uh, fortunate enough to have made a living at it uh, since, uh, since I started. So, you know, no going back now. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of like in it at this point. I'm all in. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that brings me to one last question or two here. I know we have a tight schedule. You're in production right now, so we thank you again for making time. Did yeah. you have a job when you started out that you enjoyed doing that you were good at? Or was it like, I'm doing this to just pay the bills, but God help me? or whatever, I hope I can do this and make a decent living at it, which you clearly have now, but, you know, 20, 100 years ago, as you said, <laughs> when you first started. Listen, I, uh, you know, I, I went to I went to college um, uh, three, just over three years of uh, theater school. I got out, I went right into the Stratford Shakespeare Festival Company. I was there for a couple of years. Uh, that was uh, nine months of work each, each season. Uh, then I would do a piece of theater in between. I was up in Canada at the time and, and there wasn't a lot of television or film being shot in those days there is now but back then there was you if you were on if you were on television you worked for the cbc that was it so it was mostly theater and i made a living in theater and uh, and i struggled and obviously you know i there were some lean periods but uh but by and large you know i always had the attitude that no matter what happened how many times i got knocked down i was going to keep getting up and keep going forward and uh, and eventually I moved to L.A. in 89. And, uh, you know, initially I did very well. And then it was a long, dry spell. And then and then I uh, I scored a, a television series called The Untouchables. And, you know, then I started doing arcs and this and that. And, and these peaks and valleys, man. But uh, overall, I've been extremely fortunate and uh, and very thankful and full of gratitude for for all the good fortune I've had, uh, and I work hard. I work toward it, and uh, you know I've always tried to keep a positive attitude. So, yeah, it seems like Canada, and we've had several actors on for CBC shows, Heartland, and a bunch of other things yeah. that have been on for like fifteen plus seasons. But it seems like Canada now really is becoming the hot spot for filming in Vancouver and all these other places where people can come and do production. And even to the point now, sometimes where it's hard for them to even staff them because there's so many people coming there now to film and it yeah. has to be great for everybody there involved to be able to have that work coming in. One last question. I, I would be remiss to my listeners. If we didn't talk about Jag and NCIS uh, huge yeah. for you, when you landed that role and it started out, you know, as here, there, or the other, and then you essentially became a series regular and were a part of that story. Let's talk about that time frame. And for you as an actor, you had mentioned the fact that you, when you, when you started, you were doing this out in the ever, and then you landed these types of roles where you were on all the time as an actor is that has to be satisfying to know that not that you're just good, but you're amazing and, and you just have landed something that's going to be a part of, you know, 
pop culture history, well, so to speak. Never know what you're getting, what yeah. you've got, how long it's going to last. And even on Jag, you know, um, listen, it was a, an amazing opportunity. I was number one on the call sheet. I was in everything all the time. Uh, the show went through sort of many iterations before it really ultimately found itself. But uh, it was on NBC first, eventually landed on CBS and went another nine seasons. Uh, but we never knew from season to season. We got one year, we got a two year pickup. But prior to that, it was always, will we get the next pickup? And, you, you know, we went 10 years ultimately, but uh, that was a one year at a time, you know, and uh, you just, I remember when we started, we went to dinner uh, with Tom Selleck because Don Belisario created Magnum PI and he had Tom come and sit down to dinner. Tom and um, uh, another actor, but I, but I spent time talking to Tom and, and, and Magnum had gone nine years. And I said, what's the secret, man? You went nine years. Oh my God. You know, and we wound up doing one more, but he said, just, you know, put your best foot forward every day and find something you can hang your hat on. And I thought, I don't know what the hell that means, but, uh, <laughs> I'll put my best foot forward. And, 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 uh, and I figured out what he meant by find something you can hang your hat on, you know, um, best advice I ever got. And, uh, and Tom is a, a wonderful guy, and I've bumped into him many times since then. And um, always, always good to see him. Always friendly. He always remembers me. And uh, you know, that was uh, that's really the, that's the key, I think. You know, keep a positive attitude. Put your best foot forward every day. Don't phone it in. I never did on Jag. I never will. And uh, and stay positive. Yeah, and it's now in the archives of American pop culture and still streams all the time. I mean, you can I literally go. Yesterday on television. <laughs> From the I first, I was 34. Good God, man. I'm going, who the hell is that guy? Look at that handsome devil. Young. I love it. I stayed away from mirrors the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Such a great show. Yeah. We have been chatting with David James Elliott, star of this brand new film, Heart of Champions, which is available now everywhere to stream. And of course, if you haven't watched NCIS or JAG or any of the other scoundrels, I mean, the list goes on and on. Be sure to check all of that out. David, thanks for joining us in the middle of production. I appreciate it. Thank you. See you later, Brad. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.